Those songs are all special. They're special to all of us. This is a, an extremely special kind of year. And we're going to look at a special story in the scripture that too often becomes sort of ordinary for us. We, we lose the wonder of the Christmas story. So I'd like us to try to recapture that this morning. We're going to be thinking about a group of men, a group of shepherds. The shepherds, uh, you see a shepherd on the screen and a manger. It's about the shepherd's visit to the Lord Jesus Christ and the angel who came to make that announcement to them. But this morning, hopefully, you'll be able to put yourself in the place of the shepherds and think about who you are and maybe what you need in your own life, some of the things that are missing in your own life. That last verse of uh, both times we've sung it this morning, the last verse of Away in a Manger uh, made me think. You know, the last line says, And fit us for heaven to live with thee there. Are you fit for heaven? just want to ask you that. Are you fit for heaven? You understand what that means? It means clean enough, right enough, good enough, holy enough, acceptable to God. In the, in the uh, Old Testament and the New, there's a word that we don't think of a lot as meaning fit, and it's the word clean. Clean or unclean. Uh, so, are defiled. Defiled uh, makes a person unfit for God, unfit for God. So maybe that's where you are this morning as you sit here in the church for one reason or another. Things in your life, things that have happened in your life uh, make you feel unfit for God. So think about these shepherds, these guys who were living outside of town, staying at, out in the hillside, had a night job. Uh, maybe they had a night job because uh, that was the, they were the low people on the totem pole and that was the job given to them. Maybe they had a night job because they, and maybe they lived outside of town all the time because people in town didn't consider them quite good enough to come into town. We don't know all their story. We don't know what kind of men they were. The Bible doesn't tell us anything about them except their experience and the message they got. And uh, their experience ought to be our experience. The message that God delivered to them ought to be this morning the message that God delivers to each one of us. So we're going to look at the scripture first. We're going to look at the gospel of Luke chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 8 and then as we go through the message we will look at some other verses along the way. We're thinking about the shepherds, but we're also thinking about you. And I'm thinking about me. You're putting yourself in their shoes. This morning, you are the shepherds, and the announcement is being made to you. And you're experiencing it for the first time. Hopefully, you'll be able to put yourself in that set of circumstances. And everything that was happening... I hope that this morning the Lord will enable you to see it brand new. So we began to read. Now in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus 
that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping, over, well, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, as I told you, we're going to talk about mainly this morning the experience of the shepherds used to camping out on the hills outside of town. They were used to the dark. Keeping watch over their flock by night was something they did. It was their job, and they were not afraid of the dark. So don't think that about these men, that they were men who were people who were afraid, because the Bible tells us a little bit about shepherds. Uh, we can learn from David's own experience and his own testimony. David, when he was just a young man, had been a shepherd keeping sheep, and he said when it came time to fight the giant Goliath, he came to Saul and said, look, I'm not scared of a giant because once a lion attacked the flock and I killed the lion, and once a bear attacked the flock and I killed the bear. And so the Lord was with me then and he will be with me. So these men were men who were, uh, were accustomed to darkness. They were not afraid normally of ordinary things. But on this particular night, something was different. Have you ever had one of those nights? You know, uh, I can remember when I was a kid, I used to carry the garbage to the road. Now, that was not, not much further from here to that wall. But I had to carry the garbage to the road. And we had some oak trees in front of my house. The oak trees, three big, huge oak trees formed a canopy. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes at night, bats would sit up in those oak trees and apparently wait for a young boy to come with the garbage can. And uh, they would swoop down, as they're known to do. Maybe they weren't swooping at me, but I always, always felt like they were swooping at me. And the hair would stand up on the back of my neck, and I would sprint back to the house because I thought, I don't want these bats to get me. I was afraid of the dark and things in the dark, but, but not these men. But, you know, you have those nights when things are a little bit different and you're a little bit uneasy. Maybe it was one of those nights. And maybe... You know, they sat around the campfire like guys do sometimes, and, and they tell stories. Maybe they had talked about stories that they heard about from the Old Testament and how angels sometimes appeared to people. Now, they didn't always appear. Very few people, as a matter of fact, in all of the Bible ever had an encounter with the angel. But maybe they talked about that. And so they were unusually brave men. I just want you to know that. Thinking about things, talking about things, just like guys do today. But on this particular night, they were absolutely terrified by what they saw. Pick up with verse 9 again. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened, terribly frightened, these men were. The glory of the Lord, that's uh, like what happened on Mount Sinai when God's glory appeared on, on the mountain uh, with Moses. And so they trembled in their, and in their fright and silence the, the angel spoke. Look at verses 10 and 11. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now that's the title of the message today. Born for you a Savior. That was the announcement that the angel gave to the shepherds. Born for you a Savior. Now that was a general announcement. It was an announcement to all people everywhere. It'll be, he said it will be uh, good news of great joy for all people. But it was not just a general announcement. It was also a specific and a special announcement to these men. And that's the way that I want you to hear it this morning. As if God is saying to you again, or if God is saying to you for the first time, as if you've never heard it before, born for you a Savior. Born for you a Savior. And notice the first words of the announcement. The first words of the announcement were, don't be afraid. Uh, this was the beginning of the message of God to men that first Christmas because even big, strong men like these shepherds know fear, and so do you, and so do I. There's always something that we're afraid of. So what is it that you're afraid of as you come to church this Sunday morning, as you anticipate Christmas? Is it the bills that you know are going to come after Christmas? Is it the future some uncertainty in your future that you, that you don't have uh, certainty about, uh, that you don't have assurance about? Is it something in your past? Is it some diagnosis that you have received? Or is it the, the, the prognosis after the diagnosis? Is it your problems? Well, the angel's announcement comes today to you personally, generally to all the world, but to you personally, born for you a Savior. There's a reason for you not to be afraid. There's a reason for you not to panic. There's a reason for you not to worry. So born for you. Now, how old were these shepherds? We've already said we don't know. If they were old men or young men, shepherd boys like David's are older heads, more experienced more seasoned, the Bible doesn't say. But I know this, the older you are, the older you are, the more hounded you are by the past. What you failed at and that affects your family to this day. You can see more of that the older you get. The mistakes you made, the sins that you committed, and the impact they are having on you right now, the guilt of those sins. Think about these men if they were older men, men who were hounded by their past and the effect it was having on their presence. As a matter of fact, if you want to consider a shepherd like that, think of Moses who met the Lord at the burning bush at the age of 80, who for the past 40 years who had been walking the journey of his own failure, living with it. So here are men out on the hillsides 
not anticipating any news at all, and suddenly impacted by something that they never had seen before. Nobody had to explain it to them. That's one of the things that, you know, in the Bible, not only in the Bible, but in personal experience. Let me just say something to you. If you have an encounter with God, nobody will have to tell you it's an encounter with God. You will just instinctively know it. Nobody explained to these shepherds that this was an angel. They were absolutely convinced that that's what it was whatever stories that they had heard before whatever they had talked about around the campfire now they were sure this was an angel this was the glory of the Lord and they were they were told that they didn't have anything to be afraid of anymore why because that very night in the city of David had been there had been born for them a savior born for you a savior that was the message of the angel. That is also God's message to you. You know, my life is a, is a testimony of God's faithfulness. This morning we happened to have Tony Gray speaking to our men at the Brotherhood Breakfast. We had a tremendous crowd at our Brotherhood Breakfast. Always good food. And today we had great message from Tony Gray. And uh, uh, one of the men that he brought with him, who's from Brazil, who's he, he's training to, to follow in his footsteps. But I, as Tony talked about having been in Brazil for 40 years, I recall the fact that Brother John Henry and Tony Gray and I, we were all at William Carey at the same time. I thought about my journey. My journey is a testimony not to my faithfulness. It's a testimony to God's faithfulness. Tony Gray's journey is a testimony, and he said that to God's faithfulness and how God has guided and, and provided. The same Lord who has provided for me and told me at the beginning of my journey, don't be afraid. That was, and I'm a person who has a tendency to be tentative and to be afraid. But to follow the Lord and do what the Lord wants you to do, you, you have to trust Him. You have to make some decisions and some steps of faith. And you know that about these shepherds. They weren't just given a message. There was a mission for these shepherds. There was something that they needed to do in response. And this morning, as you consider this message, maybe in a brand new way, there's going to be something for you to do, a step for you to take a decision for you to make. And it's all going to depend on God. It's not going to depend on you because if it depends on you, you will fail. God made an announcement that day through the angel to the shepherds that they didn't have anything to be afraid of, that God was going to take care of their past, that God was taking care of their present, and that God would take care of their future. That's also God's announcement to you today. Whatever the past is, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross to cover the past, past sins. But not only the past, but the present and the future. We've been looking at that in the book of Romans. It's secure, not because of anything that you can do, but because of something Jesus Christ has done. And you can put your faith in Him. Born for you a Savior, Christ the Lord. That's His title. Now we've long since lost the message of the meaning of that title, Christ. You know, that goes back to the very promise that God made to Adam and Eve in the garden. We've been talking about that. Adam and Eve, their sin and their failure. And the promise that God made to send a deliverer 
through the seed of a woman who would be the answer to all their problems. So this is the, this is the moment. This is the moment that the announcement comes to fulfillment. And the angel is making that announcement to these men. There's good news. There's a deliverer. There's a savior. Not just a savior for the general population, but a savior born for you. You, personally, guys, you don't have to be afraid. He's the promised one. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the lamb of God, which will take away the sin of the world. The king of kings, the lord of lords, the light of the world, the bread of life, the prince of peace. Born for you, a Savior, Christ the Lord. And so, here are these shepherds, hearing this announcement. They see this one angel. The glory of God is there. They begin to get a grip on themselves, and just about the time they're about to ask a question, as you know, somebody's always got a question. In Sunday school, don't we? We have a question. Uh, and somebody in class, if you're a teacher, somebody's going to raise their hand. They've got a question. Just about the time one of the guys was going to raise their hand, look at verse 13. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. We sang that this morning. Uh, Gloria in excelsis Deo. Glory to God in the highest. That's what that means. If you didn't know what you were singing, you were singing the same thing the angels were singing. In a different language, of course. Glory to God in the highest. That was a holy night. The night that Jesus was born. Let me tell you about something that happened during the Franco-Prussian War, War in 1871. On Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, 1871, the French were fighting the Germans, and in the middle of the battle, one crazy Frenchman, one crazy Frenchman stepped in front of the battle line and began to sing, Oh, holy night. The stars were brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. And he sang that song, Oh Holy Night. He sang all the verses. And when he finished singing, from the other side, there was a German soldier who stepped in front of the battle line and began to sing Martin Luther's hymn, which we're not too familiar with, but here it says, From heaven above to earth I come to bear good news to every home. Glad tidings of great joy I bring where I now will say and sing, To you this night is born a child of Mary, chosen virgin mild. This little child of lowly birth shall be the joy of all the earth. And he sang all the verses of that song, and there are a lot of them. And when it was finished, there was a truce. They didn't have a battle for Christmas Day. Somebody came up and told me earlier that during World War I, the same thing happened at a battle there, that there was a truce, at least for Christmas. Something unusual happens at this time of year because God seems still to be speaking to men, renewing His announcement, renewing this message of good news that there's no reason to be afraid. Now here's the question this morning. When will the Christmas story become more than a story for you? You'll notice in this story, the Bible tells us that these angels were told in verse 12, chapter 2, the, angel, the, the shepherds were told, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Now, simple statement. You will find a baby. 
Well, you won't find anything if you sit where you are. You won't discover anything if you don't make steps of faith. And so the Bible says in verse 15 and 16, When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And the question is, will you find the Savior? Will you make the steps that the Lord wants you to make? Because, look, as this message goes out, God's still speaking. God spoke to the angel, to the shepherds through the angel messengers. But God always has messengers still. Sometimes it's a Sunday school teacher. Sometimes it's the pastor preaching a sermon. Sometimes it's one of your little grandchildren singing a Christmas song and it grips your heart and you hear the words in a new and different way. But God renews his message. He renews this announcement. And today the announcement comes to you personally. Born for you a Savior. Born for you in your circumstances. Born for you in your sickness. Born for you in your sorrow. Born for you in your sin. And whatever it is that makes you afraid, don't be afraid. You know how many times that, is, that promise is made over and over and over in the Scripture? Fear not, don't be afraid. Fear not, for I am with you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. That's the message that God wants to send to you today. He'll take care of your past. He'll take care of your present. He'll take care of your future. If you will put your trust in Him, that day, those angels made a journey. They take steps of faith. Don't you imagine that as the angels went into heaven, when they got back to wherever it is that they go in heaven, that perhaps they looked down to see what the shepherds would do. Do you suppose this morning that the angels in heaven are waiting to see what you will do? and what steps you will take based on what the Lord has told you. Let's pray.